show fueled by blue line brews it is reed larson it is puka uh, we got a very special guest we'll introduce here in just a second uh, so off the top of course blue line brews see him in the background we're in the beautiful blue line brews studio here so this is kind of what it looks like so there this copy is available at stores in northern wisconsin twin ports bemidji area across the iron range as always 10 percent of profits go back to families of fallen officers injured officers so it's good copy with a good cause uh, we've got three different blends Basically a medium, a dark, and a darker, justice, detective special, and stakeout. Uh, so like I said, look for this label. If you want to go to the website, bluelinebrews.com, save 15 is the promo code. You'll save 15% on your entire order. They also have K-Cups, which of course are very popular these days. So thanks, Blue Line Brews, for everything you're doing. And like I said, uh, Reed Larson is here, continuing our interview format. This will be our final show, I believe. And then we'll, you know, our next show will be kind of our preseason show in late October, early November, and then uh, it'll be time to dig into the season. Absolutely, time to rock and roll. Well, like uh, like Puka said, we're, we're wrapping up the interview and uh, a great way to wrap up the interview uh, to, to bring in uh, a fellow Iron Range guy that has been in the coaching world, been in the playing world, and now has been on the big screen. Nice cool. to have Jeff Terrell with us. Jeff, welcome to the <laughs> tea with Miss McGill. How's it going today, brother? Pretty good, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Jeff, uh, we, we go back a long ways. We go back to uh, my days of playing high school hockey against you, and you've always got that that beat you when we played you when you were in Rapids. You got that. We go uh, we go into college a little bit. I was uh, at UWS. You were at St. Scholastica, and now uh, there were some years there where we bumped some heads across the, uh, across the way from Virginia to Eveleth, and uh, just uh, what we're looking for from you, Jeff, first to start off with, let's, let's hear about Let's hear about your days of, of playing hockey uh, in Eveleth and, and what that's meant to you to now obviously be living in Eveleth and, and be part of that hockey community. Well, uh, to be brought up in that hockey uh, tradition and to be kind of mentored by uh, some of the former greats in Eveleth, it's, it's a lot like a lot of Iron Range towns. I mean, whether it's Rapids, whether it's Greenway, Hibbing, uh, Virginia, Eveleth, Gilbert, um, Hockey's, uh, we live hockey and uh, to be brought up in this and to be in that community and then uh, continue in that community, I've been blessed. Uh, you certainly have that, uh, that Eveleth tradition. There's, there's, you mentioned it, there's other great communities in the area, but there's none better than where I think Iron Range Hockey and Minnesota Hockey started. And it started right there in Eveleth at the Hippodrome with some of the best teams that have ever come through and some of the greatest high school hockey players to ever play still to this day with some of the records uh, like Mayasich and whatnot that have been come out of that program. Um, you grew up playing uh, on the outdoor rinks there right at uh, right across from your place there where you where you reside or where you, where you used to live. Um, you got the rink there, right behind high school, uh, Eveleth High School. You've, you grew up playing at the hip. Uh, talk about some of the playing career for Eveleth. You thought, well, I, I, I think the playing career just uh, speaks mostly of the teams that I played on. We had, uh, you know, it was fun growing up in youth hockey. We uh, always had the Mariucci tournament and the Lepresti tournament, which uh, when, we, when we went through and even Puka went through, uh, we got some uh, big, bigger teams, the Dinas, the Minnetonkas of the world to come up and play in the Hippodrome. So 
we had some fun times doing that. And then uh, to get to play high school for the Golden Bears and Coach Homeland, Coach Pazelli, and uh, we had had some fair teams. We uh, lost in a section championship game in 96, which uh, we won't get into, gentlemen. But uh, anyways, uh, was uh, was truly, uh, like I said before, was blessed to be part of that and be uh, be part of those uh, those teams. And, you know, we, we grew up. And when I say we, it was friends. We didn't have uh, people moving in. It was all the friends that uh, you grew up with. And the same went for you, gentlemen. And that, that, that makes it even more special. You know, we didn't, we didn't have any world beating teams, but uh, we were the start of, well, actually I was kind of sandwiched in between the 93 and the 98 uh, state tournament teams, but we had a good run there in the, uh, in the nineties. And we were, uh, you know, our teams uh, can kind of hold our head up that we were part of that. So, you, you know, you come from a, for those that don't know, you you, know, you come from a rich hockey family, you know, your dad played for the Gophers. you got uh, your cousins, you know, Doug Terrell that played for UMD, Steve Terrell's drafted. I think he ended up with a knee injury in football his senior year or something like that. And, and, you know, things kind of went south. So just kind of talk about that influence on you. Well, you grow up and you, you're watching those guys. I remember being at uh, the Memorial building many times watching my cousins, uh, Doug and Steve, when they were playing for Hibbing high school. And you wanted to be part of that atmosphere, that, uh, that great high, high school atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it still carries on today. You have the, uh, uh, kind of rivalry games like the Greenway Rapids game where you fill the house and it's uh, it's a special atmosphere. You uh, we used to have it with Virginia, but of course now the Rock Ridge combination kind of shut that down. But uh, they, I saw that as a kid growing up, and um, you know watching my cousins play, and of course uh, learning about uh, my dad and the teams that he played on, and uh, with the Gophers and some of the names. So you you kind of get brought up with. Uh, just kind of having some of that in your head and you're thinking about it and you follow it and then you get into it. And that's, uh, that's what I tried to do as a coach, uh, with kids at a young age, just getting them interested in hockey and getting them interested in names of the past or teams of the past, whether it's high school, college, or pro and getting them interested in hockey, interested in the outdoor rinks, interested in where, you know, kind of where, where you develop those skills and where hockey started. Yeah, that's uh, the tradition, I think, is something that that speaks volumes about, you know, just from a coaching aspect, I can go back and, and talk about some of the great days when, you know, we played against each other back in 96 and 95 was Rapids and Evelyn Gilbert. But uh, I think some of the things that you did when you were coaching uh, were phenomenal, just bringing back the tradition that you went from some great coaches like Homela and Pizzelli. And there was a there was a gap in there where where people were coaching out uh, of high school that weren't from the area they were from out of the area and it was it was kind of difficult to understand and know that tradition but when you took the job you took the job and tried to bring a lot of that back and I can give you a lot of credit for doing that you brought people in like Johnny Maya said to, to talk to teams and and got involved and got the kids and the students involved in the the old Eveleth community which I think was a huge part uh, of what you did. Well, I had been, uh, you know, coaching youth hockey for a number of years and ingrained in uh, the program and ingrained in Evelyn and Gilbert and, uh, you know, further on Evelyn Gilbert, Masabi East, because uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't include Masabi East into some of our teams. And that started way back when I was coaching Bantams many, many years ago uh, when their Bantam, when they didn't have a Bantam A team and they were looking, they had some uh, skilled kids and they were looking to play Bantam A hockey. So they started coming over to play with the Evelyn Gilbert kids. And then uh, 
of course, Masabi East High School team uh, uh, didn't exist anymore for a number of reasons. So we, uh, you know, we started co-oping and combining with Masabi East and, uh, you know, many of our captains, many uh, uh, of the kids I loved over the 10 years that I coached high school were Masabi East kids. I mean, it didn't matter where they were from. Uh, but they they also have their their hockey tradition, and uh, well, it might not be as big as uh, Evelith or uh, or Grand Rapids. They still have uh, a number of players that came out of uh, you know Aurora or White Lakes that uh, that they looked up to, and that uh, you know they thought were special players. So uh, getting getting those kids involved and thinking about their past as well, um, you know, that's what we tried to do. Yeah, I think about some of those Masabi East guys you're talking about. I think about some of the guys that I that I when I coached uh, in Virginia and coached against. I think about some of those names that came through there. But even going back to some of those kids that they looked up to, uh, maybe they looked up to uh, to guys like Troy Scott or Eric Hansen or guys like that that played that were Masabi East guys that were pretty darn good hockey players that uh, you know good people to look up to. Yeah, let me, let me get a quick ad read in here for Iron Range Apparel official in the Thunderbird Mall the official home of the ODR swag. So, you know, hockey's going to be starting soon, kids. Get your ODR swag. You want to look really cool when you get to the rink. Uh, we call it the gift buyer's paradise. There's a little something for everybody in there. It's, it, there's a lot of hockey stuff, but there's non-hockey stuff too. A lot of Minnesota-themed stuff, coffee cups, koozies, shirts, flannels, everything. Even uh, I bought a, uh, a buddy of mine some... Uh, what do you call onesies onesies I'm out of the I'm out of, I have four kids I can't remember those days but those little onesies and stuff so uh the Richters they do a great job they're crushing it there so Iron Ranch Apparel the Thunderbird Mall so Reed was talking about that that tradition when you were coaching because I had spent some time playing men's league over in Neville's is when you took the job you hung up all the pictures of the greats you know throughout the locker room you know the, the homolas the the uh Deliches you know all those all those names uh Carpin you know that was pretty cool did did the kids, did you ever notice the kids looking at them? They ever talk about it? They ever ask you any about any of those guys? Well, I think the biggest was uh, when we had Mark Harpin on the staff for uh, three, four years as a volunteer coach, and he would uh, come to practices and help out. And I don't, Mark's a very uh, low key, very quiet guy. So he would never bring attention to something like that. But I think one of the kids, one of the days looked up uh, at his picture up on, uh, on our college wall and, uh, said hey isn't that you and then uh, started asking about uh carps a little bit but yeah not not too much but we we tried to uh at least make a presence felt uh for for names of the past and just you know things that uh, i think kids should attain to become um when when we're talking about hockey now of course as coaches and reed can attest to this we want we want to uh, develop good people first uh, but at the same time, you're playing a sport. You want to play at as high a level that you can play at. And, uh, you know, just seeing some of those pictures on the wall. I know when uh, I was growing up, I loved looking at pictures of, uh, you know, players who had played in the pros or college and thought that could be me. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, there's, you know, from a coaching standpoint, like you said, Jeff, there's there's the goal that everybody has as a coach. And, and then there's the purpose. And the, the goal of coaching is to win. You want to go out there. You want to compete. That's your goal every single day that you step on the ice. Uh, but the purpose is bigger than that. The purpose is, you know, whatever you dig, you dig down deep, you're, you're trying to, and you and I coach boys hockey. So the idea is for us to create men 
uh, to create great husbands, to create great fathers, and to be a great community member. That that's the purpose, and that's high school sports in a nutshell. But you, know, you, you create uh, a really good conversation when you say say things like that. So, got to dig it. Well, in. and I also think uh, I also think Reed, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh, uh, I think you can agree with this. Do we want? Uh, uh, not only the creation of good people, but we want uh, the boys to create memories for themselves, you know, uh, good memories. Uh, not every team can make the state tournament. That's the ultimate goal, of course, get down there and win the state tournament. But uh, uh, more than that, we want them to have uh, good memories of their, their playing career because playing careers don't last very long. And we want them to be, uh, be able to be our age and uh, kind of embellish a little bit about some of the great uh, times they had when they played high school hockey. Well, that's that for sure, 100%. We'll get to some of those memories because some of those memories aren't the trips to the Excel Energy Center like you and I always wish we could do with some of our teams. We didn't get to do that in Eveleth and Virginia, uh, but some of those memories that you got to do that last year that you were coaching there, we're going to get to that in a little bit here. But Well, well no, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, I want to go down memory lane just a little bit, and I, I hate to bring this one up because it was, ended up being one in the last column for you, but that game against Virginia was at six period. You were on the mic. I think I was calling the game. Yeah. And and uh, was that the most exciting game that you coached in your high school? I know you coached Bantams too, but in the high school realm, was that one of the most exciting, memorable nights? That was uh, that was an unbelievable game. And, of course, we ended up on the, the wrong end of it, not for a lack of effort, not for a lack, lack of chances. It uh, just didn't work out. And uh, that, was, uh, that was quite the game, to go into three overtimes when you're in a playoff game and you're in front of a packed house. Um, everybody on the edge of their seat, uh, you know, we're jumping around like we're kids on the bench, um, probably a little bit more excited than we should have been, but uh, that was an excitable game and, uh, awesome. you know, it was, it was a fun game. I, I remember watching it. I think, uh, I think I was watching it on YouTube or I can't even remember if that's when up North hockey had started, but I don't, I can't remember which student section the camera angle was coming from, but I don't think they sat the whole game. I mean, it was, they were jumping around, like you said, the energy in the building classic iron range matchup you know virginia elba that doesn't get any bigger quarter quarterfinal game correct yeah it was just a quarter game but uh, i think it was another four five uh four five game so uh, two evenly matched teams and of course it showed it showed we had a lot of those too that that wasn't the only one that 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 we had over the course of the year that that you had that one with uh I was a year or two out, or maybe it was my first year out when I had moved out of Virginia, but that was, I think that was the next year. Uh, but we had a couple other ones just similar to that and a uh, couple other playoff games. One we had was scheduled one. I think, again, I think that was a, a four or five seed quarterfinal game that we were getting ready to play and we had weather and it got canceled and we had to come back the next day and play the game at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and, and we still figured out a way to pack the Miners Memorial building. It's unbelievable. Some of the games that, that we got to experience coaching against each other and, and our boys playing against each other, that those games packed house at the Miners Memorial building, you, you can't, find anything better other than on your side of things maybe a packed house in December and I always remember the date it's either December 14th 15th or 16th the very <laughs> first matchup between Virginia and Eveleth in the Hippodrome it was always first at the hip and the hip was always fun to play at yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a great high school hockey venue in my mind uh, just because you have the uh, traditional arena seating and everybody's close probably too close uh, because uh, in uh, one of the games, the 
during the hockey land year this is a funny story um it was uh, another one against greenway not against virginia but against greenway who these uh, this group of kids had a huge rivalry against uh in a one goal game uh it's going back and forth it's pretty good and all of a sudden uh ben uh with trombley shoots shoots one uh, throws one uh, up high on the glass well we don't have high glass at the hippodrome <laughs> As you, as you well know, so it hits the high glass in the corner, but it uh, rockets into the crowd, and all of a sudden I start looking, and it's my stepdaughter who gets knocked out by the puck. No! Oh, no. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, shoot. Blood? Blood on the streets? A little bit of blood. A um, little bit of blood. A little bit of hospital visit, but I'll tell you what, I, I think she would have been a good... Uh, good third line uh, plumber winger on our team because she uh, toughed it out and uh, she made it, uh, you know, she made it to school the next day. So uh, I think she's tougher than a lot of our boys were. I was going to say, the question is this, is after it smacked her in the side of the head, sounds like she's pretty tough. Did you check the puck to make sure it wasn't square after that? <laughs> you know, it could have been. I, I don't know where the puck ended up, but I do know where the jersey, I do know where the jersey ended up. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll leave that for another day, but uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great! All right, real quicker, we're for Minnesota hockey camps. Yeah, Minnesota hockey <laughs> camps uh, now located in Breezy Point, Minnesota, uh, formerly in Nisawa and out of Brainerd. Now, for the last couple of years, has been out of Breezy Point, uh, really starting to kind of set their their roots into that area. It's been a good couple of summers here. Um, at Breezy Point for Minnesota Hockey Camps under new ownership, Chris Stewart, Craig Larson, and Tony Massieri uh, taking the reins on that there. And then, again, really good if you're looking for a place to go for a fantastic hockey camp in the summertime. They'll start posting some of those things on their website right when the season gets to about the midpoint get into about January when it's the dog days when you're like, holy cow, is the season almost over? You're grinding. And then, <laughs> then they're thinking, hey, now you need to start thinking about summer hockey. This is the place to go. It's a camp where the pros go. Great people there. Breezy Point, Minnesota, Minnesota hockey camps. So obviously, you know, Eveleth hockey no more. Virginia Blue Devil hockey no more. Uh, Rock Ridge, you know, you step aside. Uh, just kind of thoughts on on the future of, of, you know, the youth program all the way through the, uh, you know, the, the high school program. You, you're pretty bullish on things. You think it's going to turn out to be a good deal over there? Oh, yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of good people involved and uh, from both sides, from the Evelyn Gilbert and the Virginia side. And uh, they have, uh, you know, they have, they have good ideas on, on where they're going and, uh, you know, some uh, different facilities and some different uh, different things to utilize now with the IT Mech over here in Virginia, and uh, I, I think they're in a good, I think they're in a good place. So, so hate it that they don't hate it hate it that they don't have the old rivalry, uh, but that's a selfish personal uh, thing. I think uh, for the for the kids coming up for the kids coming up, I think it's it's good. Yeah, I'm just eliminating another team on the range, too. You yeah, know, like it, I said, Masabi's gone, Chisholm gone now. You know. It doesn't go back as far for me when it comes to the Virginia Eveleth, but it's still deep in my heart. Those games twice, maybe three times a year were some of the best and most competitive games that we had. It didn't matter if 
Eveleth was up that year. Virginia was up that year. All these kids were ready to play. It was the Bears versus the Blue Devils, and, and it was it, it's tough to see it go. Um, but some of us stubborn old people have to say maybe what's best for the kids uh, is this. And I, and I think there's some things down the road here that are going to be kind of exciting to see with Rock Ridge. But, yeah, selfishly, you and Jeff, you and I can, can have an adult beverage sometime and, and talk about the good old days. Well, so speaking of the Rock Ridge, now, I guess I don't know the answer to this. It's just something I thought about. Reed was talking. Did they play any of the Wolverines games at the hip this past year? Or are they all at the uh, they did. They did half and half. Uh, well, both, boys and, both boys and girls, and they will this upcoming season. That's close, uh, pretty close to half and half. Okay, okay. So, okay. So the, the rink is still being utilized. That, that, that's great news. All right. Well, so I, uh, I, I do think, and I hate to cut you off, but... Uh, to, I, I think the, the the world of hockey, the you know, and Reed knows this. You know this, Puka. The hockey community is small when we uh, when when we think about this, and I think it would be a huge loss if high school hockey was not played in the Hippodrome. I agree. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, it's a facility that's got history, um, and there's one thing that you could say too that you, whether you're coaching in Virginia or whether you're coaching in Eveleth, you rarely had a problem putting teams on your schedule because everybody wanted to come up and play in those ranks. They all wanted to come over to the Hippodrome and make sure they come up for a Virginia Evelyn swing. It was really easy for Jeff and I to get on the phone and say, Hey, these teams are calling us. Who do we want to, to take, to come in and do this? And it was, it was pretty awesome because it's, well, we want to play in the Hippodrome. We want to go to the hockey hall of fame. And then the next night we want to go over to Virginia and play in the minors. Like they, there's teams from all over from down South that make a weekend of it. And it's like people like golf ball size eyeballs looking at the stuff that's in the building there that the banners all the pictures at the hippodrome the hippodrome's like a museum to those people absolutely speaking of eveleth next time you're there folks the rink sports bar and grill right on highway 53 just down from the aforementioned hockey hall of fame friday night fish fry daily lunch specials uh, uh you can order online uh, the ring sports bar and grill.com is where you go for that 248-8582 is where you can also call in. So like I said, daily specials, full bar, full menu. Uh, Michelle's the owner there. She'll take really good care of you. And if you're really lucky, Jeff Terrell will be there uh, sipping an adult beverage. You can get his autograph. So so speaking of autographs, we got to talk about the movie star that he's become. Well, that's on what the I was screen, about. This uh, is what I'm excited screen, about right now. On the big screen. I just checked on the way over. Now showing in Virginia, at, or Mountain Iron, I guess, technically, in the movie theater, now showing in Hibbing in the movie theater, now showing in Grand Rapids in the movie theater, and all across the country. I saw a Facebook post today, now some uh, theaters down in Chicago, a Hockeyland documentary. Uh, I don't know, where do you want to start on that, I guess? Or maybe I'll ask you, the uh, first question that came to mind is, they follow you basically every day? I mean, how many hours of footage do you think these guys got? Because I did get the privilege of going to the screening with you and your wife uh, at the Hibbing uh, High School Auditorium back in January, and now the thing's really blown up. It's awesome. They, um, well, we can give a little history on it. Uh, these uh, brothers, JT Haynes and Tommy Haynes, uh, along with a couple others, put together a documentary a number of years ago called Pond Hockey. A follow-up to Pond Hockey, uh, was a picture book of rinks that they put together, also titled Pond Hockey, which they came up to the Franklin Rink in Eveleth and took a lot of picks. And I would say that was probably about 
eight or nine years ago. So I got to really know Tommy Hayen. So when he came up with this idea to uh, document high school hockey in Northern Minnesota, he gave me a call and he said, well, what, what are your thoughts on this? I was a bit hesitant at first because you never know how they're going to portray the boys, portray the community. Uh, but in talking with them over a period of time, it, developing uh, uh, an even bigger uh, respect and trust for them and what their vision was and what they were doing. I, you know, I, I thought it'd be a fun idea, a fun idea for the boys. And uh, so they, they started uh, in the summer they started interviewing some of the, some of the players and then they got into the season. Now to answer your question, Puka, how often or how long they were with us, they would choose a week, um, like a, a week of a big game. And they would spend the week with us early in the season. They spent a little bit more time. And as the season wore on, they would call me up and say, Jeff, we want to come up for the week because we know you play so-and-so on uh, Saturday night. So we want to spend the week with you kind of gearing up for that and get footage, get footage of the boys. They spent uh, a ton of time with uh, the boys outside of the rink. And to me and my wife, uh, we, we think that's the coolest thing to see the teams and the boys whether it's Evels Gilbert Hermantown to see them outside of the locker room to see them off the ice just doing kids stuff and having fun and that was uh th that was a treat to see that and see what they got of the the kids kind of just being kids you know yeah that 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 whole setup of that is it's awesome that that JT and Tommy and, and you connected uh just real quick going back just a little bit of history I had met JT and Tommy a couple of years previous to that. And uh, they had called me up a couple of mountain iron guys. They'd called me up and said, Hey, we're looking at doing something. And I remember they show me that they gave me a copy of the pond hockey documentary that they did. And it was kind of cool. They said, we're looking to do something with hockey in the area. We want to focus on a hockey team. Um, and they spent a, a weekend with us over in Virginia. It was the start of, of the season in 2013 and 2014. So they came with us on the weekend. They, they took some footage of the Jamboree. Uh, they took some footage of us when we brought some boys down to the wild game for our senior trip. They followed us around. We talked to them a little bit. And then they kind of started to do their own thing. I think they were starting to kind of dip into, we want to talk to these people. We want to talk here, look around. Um, but it seems to me that th this was some of the research that they were doing with area hockey. And then they landed with you, which I think was mm -hmm. awesome. They landed, they were doing the research pre-research for a couple of years before they got into the movie. And we were part of that pre-research, uh, but they, they brought it back to where I think Iron Range hockey started, which is Eveleth. Uh, I think they brought that in there. They brought Eveleth into it and they bring in Hermantown, who's kind of the area area perennial power. And, and now we're kind of following guys around. I think that was really awesome. I got a chance to, to talk to, to Trouty at Troutwine a little bit about it when we were visiting a few months ago for one of our interviews. So, that little background there, just kind of, I guess, my kind of claim to fame to being a, a small part of their research, I thought was kind of cool. Um, but landing with Eveleth, uh, landing with Hermantown. Uh, so with the movie situation, good question that you asked, by the way, Puka. Do they follow you around? And um, were, were there ever con any concerns with you preliminary? I guess I'm, the, the biggest question I have coming from a coach would be the same questions I have if someone were going to say, we're going to come to Grand Rapids and we want to start filming your kids uh what were some of those concerns as a coach that you had like uh, how are we going to be portrayed what are they going to focus on what are some of the things that caught you right away well as a coach you want to protect your uh, team 
And it's uh, not just in this situation, you want to protect your team uh, out on the ice. You want to protect your team because they're your boys, they're your extended family. So that, that was my first concern was how are they going to portray some of the boys? Because as you know, some kids in high school get into situations that they make a bad decision. And how are they going to portray that? Um, because it happens if, you know, if, if it were to happen. Uh, the next uh, concern I had was the community. How are they going to portray the community? I think that's uh, that's always something that's important to me uh, is is our community, and I don't I didn't want them to, you know, come in and and give a negative light on the communities of Evelyn Gilbert, Masabi uh, East, you know, Aurora and Hoyt Lakes, and I, they didn't do that at all. And they they told me all along, don't worry, uh, that's not what we're about. That's not what we intend on doing. We don't intend on exploiting any of your boys. We don't intend on um you know shedding negative uh, thoughts on small town usa or what you know we will be fair and to their credit they were very fair with what they uh did the third concern i had was when you're mic'd up and you forget you're mic'd up there's a lot of hot takes they could have thrown in there and uh i i thank them up and down for not putting some of those hot takes um in the movie <laughs> yeah, how are they going to put? How do they paint the coach? What kind of light do they paint the coach in? Are they going to have to get the bleep button out at practice? <laughs> Good thing they caught the times where Coach Terrell was able to, to watch his tongue. So, what what season was that? 1819? That was that was the nineteen and twenty season. Okay, okay. So the 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 COVID years it came in a little bit. So okay, so. I mean, how awesome for you, though. I mean, you'll always have that, right? I mean, a professionally documented season of yours and the kids. I mean, it's just a win-win-win all the way around. So, uh, so blessed and feel so great that, uh, you know, that season was captured uh, for the boys and for myself, that it'll always be there. Like you said, it's, you know, it, it, you tend to forget things over the years, and we're not getting any younger, gentlemen. Um, oh, our memories gosh. aren't... Uh, Aren't what they used to be, so uh, we'll be able to uh, put that on and, and and see some of the things and remember some of the the fun we had during that season. And it was uh, also a special season. My boy was on the team; he was one of the goaltenders in the mix. Um, so that, you know, that's another reason it's special to me. Well, not only do you, we were talking about this earlier, and I said we were promised we we're going to get to this. That you know, it's not all about the memories of, of taking things to the XL Energy. Some of it are memories that that you have away from the rink and seeing kids do things at the outdoor rinks and following kids around the school a little bit. Uh, that's some of the coolest stuff to hear about when kids go off and they come back and talk to you 10, 15 years later. And now you actually got it on film. Yeah, they got. I mean, I remember the homecoming scene and the screening. I mean, that was awesome. You know, the homecoming dance. Very cool. That, that was great. Yeah, totally awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I know you're in a hurry. You got to get it to do a game yourself. Um, I'm kind of got what out of it what I want. I got all my questions. You got anything else? No, I, I think just a, an awesome, an awesome interview opportunity for us to wrap up the, the interview portion of our, our tea with Miss McGill show to get us into some of the, the pre-high school hockey. Just just want to make sure that. Uh, we give you a huge thanks for taking some time out of your day to to talk with us and and help us keep this going. We do this we do this show for the kids. I know there's a lot of people that watch Tea with Miss McGill, but we do this for the kids. We try to uh, to get kids excited about area hockey. So we really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us, Jeffrey. 
Well, um, no, I think you guys, thank you guys for having me on. And I want to say, I don't know if it's the camera angle you guys got, but it looks like you two have been hitting the gym a little bit. I'm going to have to. Uh... <laughs> it's the camera angle. <laughs> Rest yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got the right camera. We finally found the right one. You know? Yeah. No, it's, I have been hitting the gym. I might have been, I might have been lifting weights. That might be a burger or two, but no, that's not for me. <laughs> I've been hanging around all the all the linemen with coaching football over here in Grand Rapids right now. So, oh, that's funny. <laughs> all right, well, Jeff, thank you for for uh, joining us. That's uh, a wrap for episode thirty three, or excuse me, forty three. You know, please comment, please give us a like, hammer that like and subscribe button right now. We'd appreciate that. Um, if you did the show, obviously, please share it. Uh, we got some merch for sale: twenty dollars for any T-shirt, twenty two dollars for an extra large. Just throw a DM to us or an email at uh, Goat Sports Media llc at gmail.com. We can figure out a way to get that to you. Uh, thanks to our great partners, Blue Line Brews, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill in Eveleth, Iron Range Apparel in the Thunderbird Mall, Virginia, Minnesota Hockey Camps, Iron Range Goalie Academy. You can find us on Rumble. Now you can also find us on, in Rumble, it's under Goat Sports. Uh, Instagram, Tea with Miss McGill. We're also on Spotify if you're a podcaster. Uh, so like I said, we'll see you late October, early November for our preseason show. For Jeff Terrell, for Reed Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.